Welcome. I am Aaron Giesbrecht, head QB trainer and owner of Big Air Academy, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And you are tuned in to my podcast called Talking QBs with Coach Gies, a podcast dedicated to the Canadian quarterback and offensive football. And today on our sixth episode, we have two players from Bishop's University, quarterback Mason McGriskin and wide receiver Griffin Schillingford. Thank you guys for being on. How's it going tonight? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Nice to be on. No problem, guys. Looking forward to it. Okay, guys. So this fall, you guys, uh, you know, at Bishops, uh, you guys are out in Sherbrooke in Quebec. You guys were able to uh, get on the field a little bit this fall and, and be in pads and be with your teammates. I'm interested, guys. You know, what what were you guys able to take out of that? You know, locally here in Manitoba, we weren't able to get on the field. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of jealous of your situation. What did you guys take away from from being out in the field? Um, well, honestly, just looking back on it, I think it was just great that we had the opportunity to do something, um, you know, given like the bad situation that we were all presented with kind of made the most of it. Um, so of course it wasn't a regular season and we would have loved to be out there even more than we were, but for the limited amount of time that we could be out there, I think we probably did the most that we could have done. So it was really good in my eyes. That's good. You feel like you got quality reps and you know, you could work on your craft. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was kind of the... It seemed like the focus got to kind of be shifted a little bit this year because, um, you know, traditionally in the normal season you would have, during the year you would have your special teams meetings, you'd have your offense meetings, defense meetings. Um, you would also be having school on campus. So there's just a lot going on. It's a hectic schedule. So uh, this year, not having to, to focus on stuff like special teams and game planning for the, the next week mm-hmm. um, or that week. Uh, it was just nice to be able to really focus on some of the, the skills in practice, you know, that individual skill development. Um, and I'd say the other underrated part, actually, about um, the system that we had going, we actually broke up um, the team in two halves. So okay. one, one half of the team would get to a session and then the next would get theirs afterwards. Um, but it actually it, it created a sense of parity between, like, both groups. Everyone got the same amount of reps. So it, in a way, it was kind of a really a good way to get everyone acclimated and get everyone the opportunity to show what they could do. So I, I really liked just the whole format, to be honest. So the focus was more based on fundamentals and just skill development and, you know, just getting out there and kind of working the rust off and whatnot, being with your teammates. So Mason, uh, you, you know, you were at Guelph before you transferred to Bishops. How did you find this fall in terms of, you know, getting acclimated with your teammates and whatnot? Yeah, I thought it was huge, like, getting to meet the guys. And uh, the big thing for me was, being in a no-pressure environment, kind of not having to compete to start this year yeah, and um, not being afraid of messing up or, like, anything like that. So I thought it was awesome for me. Yeah, you uh, kind of you kind of feel your way a little bit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Get to learn everything, get to get the reps in. How about, like, in terms of school, Griff, did you find it, you know, like you said, you I know you guys still were on the field a little bit, but, uh, you know, maybe the pressure was off in terms of, you know, game prep and travel and all that kind of stuff. So how did you find uh, things went for you this fall in terms of your academics? Um, well, academics this year, it's it was different. Um, I think, you know, it was, it was two ways you could have handled it. Um, there was a lot less hands-on teaching with your professors. So um, mm-hmm. the onus was kind of on you to, to, to be disciplined, to, you know, really get interested in the material you're studying and finding a way to understand it. Um, so for some, um, you know, maybe more internally motivated people, that was a, a great thing. Um, for other people, I think it was a little bit harder to deal with. So um, for everyone, it was different. But for me, I'm, 
I'm one of the first people. I just really do like to have, um, you know, the, the ownership over my education. I love learning. Um, so for me, I had a, a pretty good uh, past year, um, mm-hmm. kind of finished the year strong with COVID, um, made the honor roll. So that was nice. a pretty big thing for me. Um, you know, in ninth grade, I, uh, I had to go to summer school. So that was a, a big change from where I had been to now where I am. So that was a pretty big moment for me. But um, yeah, I think uh, it was just a, a different type of semester when it came to learning for sure. That's great progress, man, to put that dedication into your schoolwork and, you know, really kind of put that at the forefront. In terms of your education, what are you taking in school right now? Uh, I'm majoring in applied psychology, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, I have one more year left on my degree, so it's getting pretty close to the end, and I'm starting to get a little bit deeper into, um, you know, some of the upper year courses, and it's really starting to become even more interesting the deeper I get into it. So, Very cool. How about for you, Mason? How did you find school this fall? Um, it was, it was different. Like Griff said, like for me, the, the main reason I came to Bishop's was that small class size and the one-on-one with the teacher okay. come from Guelph where it was just massive classes. I, I didn't really like that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of felt like I was back in that situation again, Okay, but I mean, I pushed through and I got my, I got my marks up and it was good. It was- and, you know, in terms of your training as well, I'm sure you could, you know, maybe devote a little bit more time to your training. It's like this never ending, uh, off season we kind of have off-season. going right now, right? Like it, it just, it just keeps going. So, you know, what uh, specifically, Griff, were you able to, or what are you concentrating in terms of your, in your training just to improve your play? Well, kind of, you know, interesting. Um, since, since we've been pretty much shacked up in the house, not being able to really go out and access gyms, training, you know, equipment, right. um, I've tried to put a more emphasis on like home bodyweight stuff. Um, so I'm thankful I do have some dumbbells. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also have a barbell in there. I uh, share with my neighbor who also likes to work out. Yeah. So uh, that's been nice. But uh, but yeah, really just putting the emphasis back on on um, basic basic workouts around the house. You know, body weight stuff that I might not necessarily be focusing on when I have access to proper gym. So that's just kind of been resetting just how I really approach weightlifting and and strength training as a whole. So a lot of uh, speed training outside because you can always run outside. You're not gonna hopefully um, you're not gonna ever not be allowed to do that but um yeah and then when you're in the house just body weights that's how i've been kind of making my concoction those two those two pieces and mason today i saw um, on instagram you guys had a post you guys wrote on the field i've seen you guys have been on the field a little bit the last couple of weeks bringing your shovels and your, oh, yeah. your warm weather gear and you're still getting reps out there that's pretty awesome so uh you know in terms of your training mason what what is it specifically that you're working on uh, for me, it's big this to just get my body right, just flexibility, mobility, and uh, just make, keeping myself healthy. Uh, and during the summer, I didn't know I was coming to a season. I didn't know what was going on, so I went right. really hard in my body. Okay. And then I had to play that whole. Uh, I had to do that, continue my training. And so I've been really sore these last couple of weeks, but I've been just a lot of yoga, a lot of stretching. Yeah, that's the good. My, that's the good yeah. stuff, right? Keep limber. Yeah. 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 Never, never a bad idea. The yoga. That's. Uh, yeah. Might be the key, actually. Yeah, I just started a yoga regime myself. It's uh, yeah. Coach Giza was so flexible, so yeah, pretty oh, yeah. interesting. Well, hey, you got to start some. All of us probably work on our flexibility. Yeah, no absolutely. And, and Griff, when you're talking about you know at home workouts and not necessarily having all the equipment you need and that kind of thing, do you still feel like you have the knowledge and you know the passion to kind of still get in solid workouts without that stuff? Like, do you still feel at the end of the day after a home workout? that you've, you know, spent yourself and, and really kind of, you know, made progress? Yeah. Um, I think at first, though, it was kind of a learning curve because 
Um, maybe just through growing up, I kind of, like I was saying earlier, neglected some of these body weight training, you know, sure. things. So I'm um, in regimens. So I think for me, it was just getting, getting more, uh, more kind of idea of exactly what I could do with my body in my house. Like even stuff like handstands, that's something that you can work on that can build your shoulder strength, you know, planks, you can do that type of stuff, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups. There's just so much that you can do that, um, that's kind of just where my, my shift went, my, my focus instead. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't know a lot of that stuff when I first started out and the quarantine sort of forced me into having to get a little bit more familiar with that. So it was a blessing in disguise. That's yeah. cool. Do you, do you feel like those are some of those things maybe or things you can still incorporate when we get back to normal and we get back in the gym? Oh, that's what I, I, I think is kind of the biggest part of that blessing is that um, it's not just a fad that, you you know, you have to do for now because you're locked up in the house. This is it's, it's opened my eyes to a whole new way of training and, and putting the emphasis on body weight stuff. That's mm-hmm. if you can't move your body. You, you, there's no real reason to be moving weight like I'm. I am the biggest weight I have. Um, I'll be with me forever, forever. So I might as well get used to pushing my body around. That's excellent. I, I like that thought process. And Mason, you spoke about you know uh, you know trying to get a little bit more flexible and whatnot. How about in terms of quarterbacking? Is there anything specific you were working on with your technique or anything uh, game wise that you really kind of tried to focus in on? Um, I'm trying to tweak my form a little bit. I'm trying to tweak my uh, throwing motion. Uh, just my stat, just trying to shorten it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, it's tough. It's tough for now. Though coach around, I'm kind of just doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. But even today, when we were out there. I was talking to Griff. I was like, I like how I'm doing. Like how it's coming out right now. Back at it with the Bishop boys for the second quarter, and uh, Griff, me and you have. Uh, a pretty, you know, long going relationship. You've been working with me. Uh, I coach you at the Rifle and uh, you've been training with Big Air Academy, a program that I run here in Winnipeg. Uh, I really love having you and some of the older guys out. You guys are awesome mentors to the young guys in our program. Uh, you lead by example. You're, you're really quality character people. Um, what is it, Griff, that you get out of coming to Big Air workouts in the summertime? Well, first and foremost, um, like you were saying, how you were my coach um, at Winnipeg Rifles, that led to that relationship and me, you know, coming out to, to Big Air. Mm-hmm. Um, predominantly, it being a quarterback camp, it was um, it was nice because a lot of the time um, it's hard to find organized football sessions. And um, for you, I mean, you had already had the infrastructure put in place. You had the camp. You had the field times. It just seemed like that was the best place to be putting in work. And uh, yeah, so. Um, that was it was it was really nice getting the, to be able to big air um part of like you were talking about with being like a mentor within the, the program is it kind of comes with the territory um you know some of the younger guys that uh, are coming up through that program um you know middle high school early high school um it's nice just being around the younger generation and seeing that sometimes your words actually do have you know a big meaning and mm-hmm. i think a lot of the time um being aware that Talking with younger guys is actually going to have an impact that is going to far outdate you. That they might even pass along some piece of knowledge that you've left with them to someone later on. So that's actually opened my mind up to a whole different way of uh, treating, you know, interactions and, and coaching. Actually, you know, that I nec- necessarily not am um, 
naturally inclined to be, you know, a coach necessarily, but I think it's opened up a different way of thinking. So for sure, that would probably be my biggest takeaway from Big Air so far. But when it comes to football, I mean, it's the place to be for me. I was, you know, getting balls thrown to me by a bunch of different quarterbacks. There's more quarterbacks than receivers. So yeah. as a receiver, math just makes sense. That makes sense to me. So I'm, I'm good with that. I'll go wherever that is. <laughs> well, I appreciate you always being involved. And like you said, you, you, uh, you know, your mentorship and kind of that growth is good for you and it's good for everybody, right? So I appreciate that uh, that you put in the work with us and uh, hope to continue work with you in the future. Now, Mason, I heard from Griffin yesterday. We were chatting yesterday, and he had mentioned that uh, you actually uh, have your own quarterback camp. So maybe you can speak yeah. upon that. Yeah, so basically coming out of high school, I was blessed to have a group of friends that all ended up playing you sports. Okay. And uh, one day we were, we were sitting together and we were like, wow, like the talent in North Bay is good, but it's just not getting no respect. So I was like, what can we do to try to get that, to change that? And so we, so I started a, a quarterback receiver camp kind okay. of thing. It's called Rising Stars Football. Cool. And any, basically what I'm doing is uh, I'm just taking all the knowledge I've learned and all the training techniques I've learned, and I'm giving it back to the kids in North Bay. And it's actually, it's awesome to see, like, some of the guys now. Like, I got a quarterback who went signed at York this year. Okay. A receiver that went to Western this year. Wow. And, like, just to see, like, them thanking me for that, like, thank you for your help. It's, just, it's mm -hmm. awesome to me. So, so you know, I'm thinking back to, you know, I was kind of similar back in the day. I was coaching when I was still playing. Um, and I really found that, uh, you know, it was kind of towards the end of my career, obviously. But uh, it really helped me, um, you know, be focused on my mechanics. Every Because you can't be out there at a camp, you know, your own camp yeah. coaching quarterbacks. And then that guy comes to watch you play and your mechanics are, you know, yeah out the window so you know i think it really made me accountable and uh it also just made me you know a better a better coach in the future and whatnot to put in that time so i think that's awesome man you continue with that give back yeah. to the community that's excellent um griff i'd like for you to kind of maybe inform the rest of uh you know my listeners and, and whatnot of your football story you know from the beginning when you started to play ball up until now um well Originally born in Montreal, um, raised in Winnipeg, so um, there's quite a few community teams within the area, um, and I played for the Crestwood Grizzlies. Okay. So from there, um, I transitioned into high school. So I was trying to figure out what sport I really wanted to play. So I was doing, um, I was also playing hockey, I was playing a little bit of basketball, a little bit of volleyball. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of all over the place. And it was at Crestwood where I really realized um, that this is where I want to put my energy, you know, that this, this is, this is the sport for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so going into high school, I was pretty focused that this is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to, um, you know, take football as far as I could. So I played three years at Kelvin high school, um, one year on the JV team and then two years on the varsity team. Um, now dispersed throughout all of those summers, um, I would go down to the United States a lot. So I would go to, to name a few, uh, I went to, you know, Indiana, I went to New England, I went to uh, Florida, Minnesota, North Dakota, quite a few others. Okay. Um, so it was, it was my way of supplementing what I was getting in Winnipeg, playing for my high school team, with also a little bit of a taste of uh, football down south. So, uh, yeah, anyway, after that, um, nothing really materialized for me out of high school um, football offers. Okay. Um just like Mason was saying, actually, he had quite a few of his friends play uh, at the next level and get recruited um, to play university. And that was the same thing for me. I think there was four or five guys, I think, from my team in high school, Kelvin High School, that went um, 
to the next level immediately. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I didn't get that opportunity right away. You know, having to go from high school with no offers to what's my next step? Where am I going to be playing? Um, so instead of going straight to a university, I decided to go a different route and I played uh, for the Winnipeg Rifles for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that year was a blur and to, to be honest, kind of a write-off because I broke my ankle, I think, week three or week four. Okay. Um, so I was just kind of mentally, you know, out of it. I had had a pretty bad year up until that point. I, you know, didn't really know what to do with myself anymore. So um, I realized I, uh, I wanted to go back to university or I wanted to make that leap. Um, so I committed to Mount Austin University in 2015. Right. Um, went out there and won the scout team player of the year, um, my freshman year. And I actually only played two years at Mount Allison. So after my first year, I uh, played one more year. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that year, uh, my dad passed away back home in Winnipeg. And that compounded by the fact that I had torn my hamstring. I had missed my whole season. So for me, I felt like I needed to change the scenery. I was sort of questioning, um, you know, where I want to be if I don't have football. You know, okay. do I want to be around, you know, in a different environment or do I want to be around these people mm-hmm. um, in this situation? So um, from there, I went back to Winnipeg and that's where we met each other for, uh, in 2017 on the Winnipeg Rifles. Right. So I played was there and I really just treated that whole opportunity like um, it was the junior college route that I was leaving the ranks of the university mm-hmm. um, where... I clearly had some type of success. I necessarily didn't achieve what I wanted to, but I, I felt pretty confident after Mount Allison that I was able to play at that level. Um, so when I came back to, to the, the junior football level of Winnipeg Rifles, it was just more me uh, trying to get back to the university level, accumulate any type of uh, scholarship offers I could get. Um, and yeah, so anyway, now I'm, I'm here at Bishops. Clearly that kind of turned out well for me. Um, you know, I stuck to the script and I just worked hard and had a lot of luck along the way and met a lot of great people, but that's kind of, uh, my, my, my journey full circle. I'm now nearing the end of my career, um, here in the university. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I have one year left of my degree in psychology and I also coincidentally have one year left to play university football. So, okay. of course, we're in the COVID time. Not really sure if we're going to be able to have, you know, uh, an organized season. I can't make that prediction yet. Mm-hmm. I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm, I'm really hoping we get one last year. And this will be Mason and I's first year playing together. At least, you know, wearing the same uniform thing. So this is it's going to be fun. We've hit it off from day one. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to my last year of football here at Bishop's University. So it's been great. You know, what I love most about your story, Griff, is just that that constant grind, right? The path wasn't kind of a linear path in terms of getting to where you wanted to go. There was bumps along the road, but you stayed to it. And I think that there's a lot of guys that, you know, and, and you know, looking back at myself back in the day that would have been deterred by some of those situations and, and maybe packed it in or, you know, you know, just kind of given up on it. And I, I really love your, your drive and passion for the game. That's, uh, I really respect that. So Mason, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. It's it's well deserved. Uh, so Mason, you know, getting into your football background, can you uh, can you let my audience know kind of where you're from and and your football background, and and now obviously you're at Bishops. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I was born in Northbound, Ontario. Um, around uh, grade six, I got approached by a man, that tall, tall dude, in, in a Walmart uh, line, I think, and he's like, "Hey, do you have you played football before?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> He's like, okay, come on, try it out. And I was like, whatever, sure, I'll try it, I guess. Okay. It's the sport of football. 
Yeah. And uh, I was terrible, terrible. I hated every second of it. <laughs> and uh, thought about, I thought about quitting. My mom made me play. She made me do something. And then, uh, so I played that. I played in a youth league for about three years. Okay. And then I, I made some friends who we all went. We all started go hanging out and going to the same high school. And uh, they started training, and I was like, "Well, I can't be the only one that is not training for this sport. I need to be. I need to do something here." <laughs> so I went the summer before grade nine. I I said to myself, like, "Okay, let's see. Let's see what we can do here." Right. And uh, it paid off. Like I was. It wasn't uh, anything crazy, but it, I could notice a big difference. And then uh, grade nine and ten won our junior league championships. I was loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then right, right around grade eleven, I uh, I started going to these camps. And uh, I noticed I was always uh, I was always the best one there. Right. Um, made uh, tried it for Team Ontario. Made that. Uh, played in played in Canada Cup. Um, and then, kind of leaving high school, I uh, ended up having all these off. You were pretty highly ranked by CSC, were you not? Yeah, I was actually I was in the top uh, twenty. So wow, I was it was a, it was a shock. It was crazy to me. It was surreal almost. And. Uh, Anyway, so then I took my final visit at the University of Guelph. Okay. Fell in love with the facilities there. Thought it was a good place for me uh, mentally. I liked the coach at home for a long time. Okay. Um, and my dream was finally coming to reality. And then I got to Guelph, and mm-hmm. it kind of didn't go as planned, I guess. Okay. And uh, it was really tough on me to, to leave that because of the amount of work I put in. And... Uh, I just didn't like the word quit, I guess. I didn't like to quit on them. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while, but then I started actively recruiting again. And uh, I re- uh, coached a coach from Bishops uh, that I played with in 2016 at Team Ontario. Okay. He found out that I was I was around again. I was free on the free market, I guess. Yeah. And he called me up one day and was like, hey, do you, uh, you want to come out and check out what we got to offer at Bishops? And I was like, sure, I guess, why not? Cool. And I got here, and I just I fell in love with it. I love the small feel of this place. I love the vibe here. The guys on the team are amazing. And now I'm just rolling. I'm just loving every minute of it. <laughs> That's so awesome to kind of, like, find your way, right? Like, yeah. I, again, it's, uh, you know, it's not easy, right? No matter what path you choose, you know, you, you go into a situation and you, you know, you expect the best, you want the best. And sometimes exactly. th- sometimes things don't work out, right? And you, you got to readjust exactly. and and do what you got to do. So you know, I respect that. Um, in terms of you know being high school guys, like thinking back to when you guys were coming out of high school, in comparison to kind of like your training regime now as a U sports athlete, kind of what I find, and and again, I'm always kind of going back to to my days, but I found that I really didn't know a lot until I got to university, till I realized like, wow, like. I need to get in shape. Like these guys hit the gym, they're on the track, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, things have obviously improved in terms of, you know, sports culture and training and all those things in the last 20 years. Um, but in terms of you guys specifically, Griff, maybe I'll start with you. Like, what does it take in terms of your, your training regime for, for a calendar year to be a U sport athlete? Well, uh, first and foremost, like it's, it's understanding that, what you're signing up for isn't just a club team. It's not an intramural team. You know, you're, you're joining into a varsity team, and what that oftentimes equates to is it's almost a full-time job. If you broke down the numbers per week that you spend on football, it's a huge, huge amount of your life that's allocated to this game. So um, you're 
you got to go in with the mentality that that's that's how you're going to treat it training for the most part um it's uh it's varied it, you're not just doing one thing um i found that immediately compared to um maybe i don't want to say because i played prior but in my history of training as a football athlete um it's become a lot more 360 degree you know we um we do speed training of course um we do like cardiovascular training so more like long distance stuff um we do weight training um, we do individual skill development, um, do personal development. Uh, you have a lot more access to your coaches, whether that be your offense coordinator or receivers coach, um, you know, for the majority of them being full-time coaches, they're, they're there and that's their job. Mm-hmm. And it's up to the player, of course, to use that resource to the full extent and, and get your money worth, you know, but, um, yeah, there's just a lot of different things that are going into it. And it's not just one thing that you're going to be focusing on strength training or focusing on speed. It's about becoming a, a, a well-rounded athlete. And to the point that you alluded to earlier, um, you know, a lot of time you don't really find out who you are until you get to university. Right. So part of, uh, I think, the process of becoming a, a great athlete and buying into the process of that is also choosing to put your energy into something that's productive. And when it comes to university, it can be that on a physical level. And also the mental level of learning, you know, and it's supposed to be a lifelong experience. You know, and I think that's probably true of both you know, learning mentally and training physically. How about you, Mason? Like in terms of the recruiting process, right? You were recruited really highly out of high school. You go to Guelph, you know, it isn't exactly what you want. And then you're re-recruited to go to Bishops. What that, that recruiting process for a young guy, what do you think was, you know, the experience of, of being involved with that? For me, like, I think it's just being open-minded. I think, like, taking advantage of all the opportunities. These coaches are are putting their name on the line for you to, to, come, to come to our school. Like, you can't just uh, bat an eye to a smaller school, like, like unless you want, like, everyone everyone says Western. I want to go to Western. I want to go to Mac. I want to go to Guelph. Mm-hmm. It's like, these little schools, they got a lot of offer. They got a lot of talent here, too. Like, find what is the best fit for you. For me, coming from a small school, Bishops was a, a better fit for me. And... And I wish that a lot of a lot of the kids coming from these smaller towns would see that and realize that, and not think like, "Oh, I'm not as good. I'm not going to be that good if I go to another school." How about like looking on like the roster? Like, I think a lot of guys like they get an offer from someplace, and you know they're excited and they sign that offer, and the, you know whatever. But maybe they didn't even look on the roster to see kind of like who's there and what exactly. year are they in, whatever. Like that that kind of happened to me. I went to the Bison's and way back in 2000. And uh, I walked into a situation as an 18-year-old where the, the two guys, the starter, Shane Munson, and the backup, Brad Sarna, they were older than me, but they were only one year of eligibility further along than I was. So, you know, once I got there and realized, hey, like, it's going to be a while to play, you know, then I ended up rerouting and going to play junior. But I just think that, uh, you know, guys should be a little bit more aware and do their research and, and, and really look into the roster, right, and figure out, like, who they got. Back at it with the BU crew for the third quarter here. So, guys, you know, I like to give advice to younger players. Uh, I came out of high school. I went to the U of M for a year. You know, again, realized that, you know, I wasn't going to play anytime soon. Uh, Decided I was going to go play junior in Calgary. Moved out to Calgary. The situation really wasn't what it was supposed to be. I ended up moving back home halfway through that year and played uh, for the St. James Rods major team was probably the most fun I ever had playing for that team in that season. But uh, after that, then I played for the Winnipeg Rifles. Uh, 
and I uh, was with the rifles for three years. But that whole time with the rifles, my mindset was still get back to the U of M. It, it didn't really transpire that way. Uh, I kind of got into coaching and, and instead of, of doing that. But, um, you know, if I could go back in time and kind of give myself advice and, and kind of knowing what I know now, uh, I really, you know, I like to tell young kids about the whole fact that they essentially get a couple years out of high school that are essentially free years, right? You, you can play a couple years of junior football uh, to kind of figure out life, you know, get your body where you need to get it. Maybe uh, for me, I think like I was a young kid, like a couple years to play junior football rather than going straight to the university path. Uh, if I could do it again, that's that's the path I would choose. And I would play junior for a couple of years, you know, again, develop my skills, become a man, figure out what I want to do in school in terms of my academics, and then go to a U sports school and, and play you know, whether that's four or five years or, or whatever that piece. But, uh, and, you know, again, you guys had, you guys have similar past, uh, you know, and I'm just interested, uh, you know, Griffin, if you could go back to your 17 year old self when you were coming out of high school, is there anything, you know, in terms of advice that you would give yourself now knowing what you know? Well, um, just like you, I mean, when I, when I was playing on the rifles first out of high school, I, uh, I, felt like I should be playing university level football. And I think that that, that mindset is, it can be useful because you're striving for the highest level and you're trying to, you know, take that to the next step and, and compete with the best of the best. Mm -hmm. But I also do think that, um, you know, people need to be very aware. Players should be very aware of, you know, their skill set. you know, where their level of talent is at. Because I think, um, you know, Mason included, just like me, did a lot of seven-on-seven seven stuff. You know, he's, he's done the, the circuit. You know, he's been to the United States. He's, he's seen talent across Canada. There's a lot of good players out there. And that shouldn't deter you from trying to be good. But you need to understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And who you're going to be today and who you're going to be in, let's say, two or three years is potentially two very different people. Um, but I think that we as players got to get out of the mindset of if I'm not who I want to be right now, then I'll never be who I want to be. But that's not really how it works. That's not how growth works. Um, so, you know, for anybody who doesn't know who might be listening to this, um, in Canada, you have the policy of, for U sports, seven years to play five. So what that means is you have seven years after you graduate to play five full years of university football. Now, maybe, you know, this will be shocking news to some people but very very few people play full five years now that can be for a multitude of reasons it could be you getting injured it could be you coming in as a true freshman and not playing right away and, and red shirting right um many many different reasons so it lasts about the five and it's more about the seven when you go to high school you got those seven years you can start university two years after you graduate and still play out your full five. Right. But for the reality, or in reality, for the most part, people will not reach that that full five years. Um, so we got to get out of the habit of thinking that if I'm not at university right now, or if I'm not committing as a number one recruit out of high school um, to your hometown university, um, that you're any worse off than than your peers. You know, you could get to that same level. You know, I, I talked about earlier how four or five of my teammates in high school all went to universities um, straight out of high school. And I was kind of left behind questioning my skill level, but also kind of lit a fire under me. Um, but yeah, like that, that, that whole process of going through that, it's like I said, it's not a marathon, it's a sprint. It's 
It's about the, the growth from point A to point, point B. There's a lot that happens in between those two spots. So I, when thinking about the question, I, I, I don't think I'd redo anything. I'm very glad I experienced the things I did. I, you know, I went over the, the hurdles and I'm here now in a place and, you know, I'm playing university football. I'm doing that same thing that I wanted to do as a 17 year old leaving high school that I saw my friends get into. So it took a little bit longer to achieve, but I'm, I'm doing exactly what I set out to do. So I just got to be appreciative in the moment. When you're saying that, what I'm hearing is that you, you know, you gained some self-awareness and, and you really had the patience to kind of see your, your dream all the way through, which I, I think is excellent. Um, you know, one thing else, you know, in terms of this whole, you know, talking point too, that I didn't mention earlier is, is the academic factor, right? And I, I don't want to come across that. Uh, I don't think academics are important. Obviously certain guys, uh, you know, come out of high school and they're academic guys. So I would never, uh, you know, look down upon somebody that took an opportunity to get a scholarship to go play for a, a youth sports team or a, or a college team and they're getting scholarship money. I, I totally understand that. And if that is your sole focus, if you're a school first guy, then I don't think that that's a bad decision. But again, speaking about myself, I was not that, you know, that's not the way to be. But, you know, again, going back, I wish that I just had some more patience and, and knew a little bit more because when I was coming out, there just wasn't a lot of information. There wasn't a lot of people that could kind of tell you what to do or where to go. It was kind of, you know, it was whoever called you and you kind of went from there. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's, yeah. So, you know, th those are excellent points. I really like, you know, just your, your consistency to, to stay at it. Mason, how about you? What, what do you think in terms of, uh, you know, lessons learned that you can look back on if you could start fresh again at 17, coming out of high school, would you do anything differently? Uh, I would have started training differently in, when I was 17. I was, uh, I was so caught up on, oh, I got a bench, I got a bench 25 for 10 coming out. Like yeah. that doesn't matter coming out of high school. Like right. obviously that strengths you up, build up, but you gotta get fast man. you gotta, you gotta run. Yeah. You gotta get agile. You gotta get in shape. And, uh, that definitely was my approach to it. And I got, it caught, it caught up to me when I showed up at Guelph. Um, another thing I would do is I wouldn't, so in Ontario, I, I returned for my grade 13 year. So I had okay. a next year high school football. Right. And, and, but in grade 12 is when I had all my, all my attention and all eyes on me coming out of grade 12. But I said, you know what? I made the mistake thinking that I'm going to get better and faster and stronger in high school than I would in a university football program off season. Okay. And also the second thing is like that school might offer you this year, but next year that they might bring someone in that year and your spot's gone. So I, I definitely made a mistake by returning, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, I wouldn't have done that. Right. We see that in the NFL a lot, right? Like guys that stay in college for next year, quarterbacks, they're, they're in their junior year and they're, you know, slated to be a number one draft pick or, or whatnot. And then they end up staying for an extra year and then they fall the next year in the draft, right? Somebody else <laughs> exactly. is kind of the hot guy and, and whatever. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point that, you know, going to the U sport level or to a college level, junior level, uh, you know, maybe before you're even a little bit ready is, is going to kind of spark that fire. And, you know, your, your eyes are going to be opened to what you need to do once you're there. Right. So exactly. that's, that's really good insight. Um, Griff, can you, uh, we'll switch gears a little bit here, but you know, you, you've already played a full season for bishops. I'm interested in, in terms of the competition in your conference. Can you speak on that? Um, so we're in the Atlantic University Conference. So yep. um, we have teams mostly from the East Coast that we play against. So it'll be like St. FX, uh, 
Acadia Axman, St. Mary's University, uh, Mount Allison University, um, which was, like I said earlier, my previous team. Um, so I've played, I guess, in total, I've spent four years in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just to kind of dispel some rumors about it, like it's a competitive conference in the sense that these guys are still university level athletes. You know, the guys getting recruited here come from all over Canada. Mm-hmm. And just like I was saying um, about Mason and I having experienced the, the seven on seven camp circuit, right. there's a lot of talent in Canada. So even when you're not necessarily like a CFC top 100 player or a provincial team player, there's still a lot of guys that fly under the radar. And I think as we're starting to see, um, it's becoming less of the norm to not have good players in in this conference. You know, we are having good guys. We mm-hmm. had uh, a couple of years ago, there was a guy from St. FX who went to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers mini camp straight out of, uh, out of the U.S. There's talent. Right. There's talent everywhere. Um, but, you know, people are going to uh, hold their preconceived ideas of what they should and shouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but to sort of piggyback off our previous point, that's what competition's about. You know, you're, the idea of football is that it's just a pure competitive game. And when you play on a team at any level, you're trying to prove that you're the best at that level, or at least that's the way I've approached it. Mm-hmm. That when I was playing for the Winnipeg Rifles first out of high school, um, if I'm not going to start for the Rifles, then how am I going to start for the University of Manitoba Bisons? Right. I think a lot of you guys need to understand what competition actually means and that it's, it's a lot more than just getting an offer or having a sick highlight tape is about being consistently good against good competition. And that's why the truth reveals itself that you don't need to sometimes speak about it. You don't need to have these, these massive announcements about where you're going to play um, and have hype and clout coming in because as soon as you get to that team, everyone who saw your commitment and everyone who heard about your name coming in gets to see day one of camp. If you are who they thought you were Mm -hmm. or if you're someone else, right? So, I mean, it's competition. You should love that as an athlete to take advantage of that. And um, that goes for any team. It doesn't matter if you're playing on the highest um, league, if you're playing D1, or if you're playing, you know, community football. You should always strive to be the best within your 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 cohort. So I think that's, uh, for me, when I went to play for the uh, Winnipeg Rifles, that's what that was. That was me getting my ego checked. Mm-hmm. I didn't play university. Now I'm at the level that's one level down uh am i good enough to play and i felt like i was so that's i think uh it's a way of the checking yourself at every at every point it's just uh competing to your maximum level and seeing if you can stick with the competition and that should always be your your number one goal not a big commitment post or something like that i think again griff that's great insight you know um mason how about for you you know this was again you were you transferred to bishops this year so i'm interested in in terms of uh how did you adjust to a new offensive scheme new coaches uh new environment so that's actually pretty funny so uh, coach alex he's our wide receiver coach i guess he was from queens okay and when the when the guelph coach was also at queens ranch mm-hmm. and they kind of made this offense together and now Coach Alice has brought it here. So a lot of it's pretty much the same verb. It is it's a lot of the same stuff. So okay. I came in quite familiar with it. Uh, I thought it was an advantage to me, honestly. Um like they they would say something and I would already know I already know what it means. Like they would have to, they would have to explain it to me. Definitely uh I love the offense that we're running here. It's a, it's awesome for a quarterback. I think any quarterback would love to be here, throw the ball to play. 
There you go. Um, a lot of RPO game. Okay. A lot of the, yeah. It's a it's a fun it's a fun place to be right now. So you find that you're comfortable right now, already just stepping in. Yeah. So for me, for this off season, I want to just know at the back of my hand, like I was, I want to not. I was thinking a lot this year, kind of and making a couple mistakes. I just want to be able to to get out there and and be just know what I'm doing right from there. Right. And again, for all the young quarterbacks that are listening, that's what's important is, is knowing your playbook inside out because. Once you're at that level, right, and you know what's going on, you know what play it is, you know what the reads are, then you can just physically go out and react, right? React, play, play your game. You're not you're not worried about, you know, what the concept is or what the read is. You should know that stuff. And, and I really admire the fact that you're putting in that time. And, and this year, again, with kind of, you know, not as much pressure because you weren't playing games, you could really focus in on that. So I think that's huge moving forward. Back at it with the Bishop boys for the fourth quarter. Guys, we got uh, NFL games coming this weekend, second round of the playoffs. We got on Saturday the the LA Rams at the Green Bay Packers, and we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. So uh, in terms of the Saturday games, who who are you guys predicting? uh, Mason, I'll start with you. I think that Rams-Packers game is going to be good. I think uh, think Rams is going to give them some problems for a bit. I think, uh, but A. Rod's just playing too good right now. I think you can't, you can't stop him. I got the Packers there. Okay, you don't think that L.A. Ram defense will hold up? I think it'll hold up for a good half. I think it'll hold up for the first half. Okay, that's fair. How about you, Griff? What do you think about that? I'm going to say off rip. I think that's going to be the least interesting game of the weekend, but I'm going to take the L.A. Rams because I think they just bring a little bit more to the table. I love Devonta Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching him play. I love what he does, but I'm taking L.A. Rams. This I can't. Gotcha. Sorry, I, I can't agree with you. I'm with Mason. I, I got the Packers in this one. What do you guys think about the uh, Ravens and Bills game, Mason? Oh, Bills all the way. I don't think the Ravens have a chance, honestly. They're rolling right now. Yeah, the Bills are good. Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Make it look easy out there. He is good. So. Yeah, and their defense has stopped the run, so I don't know. I think it's a game over for the Ravens. I like it. I'm a Steelers fan. I like it. How about you, Griff? Um, It's hard to disagree with you guys. I mean, the Buffalo Bills are rolling. Stephon Diggs is looking mighty fine. Mm-hmm. Um, pause. But, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I don't know, I'm going to take the Ravens, but I think the, the, the Bills might win. But I'm, I'm rooting for the Ravens. I'd really like to see the Ravens. Um, play the Chiefs. That that would be like okay. an ideal scenario for me, and just kind of do that one out. So, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Take Ravens. Okay, all right. Now, how about uh, in terms of the Sunday games? We got the Browns and the Chiefs. So, I'm just gonna say, I was heartbroken last week. My Steelers got embarrassed. <laughs> right, first snap of the game, and it was over. Um, but like, guys, the running backs for the Browns are for real, yeah. and their defense. Gets a lot of pressure. So, uh, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are favored. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they're great. I, I, got, a little, I got a little feeling the Browns are going to make that a tough game. So, uh, Mason, what do you think about that game? Yeah, I'm going up to the alert here. I think okay. the Browns are going to control the game. And they're going to keep the Patty Mahomes off the field. Uh, the Chiefs aren't playing very well either right now. They're, something's up there. They can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's the Browns. I think it's going to be an upset. Okay. How about you, Griff? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to take the Browns. Okay. Um, wow. I don't know if I have a lot of faith in them to win this one, 
But uh, but this is on behalf of Coach Hirsch. This is for you, man. Okay. I really okay. want to see these Browns do something in the playoffs. It's been too long. So thank the Browns for this uh, for that game. You know, the three of us taking the Browns pretty much just jinxed it. So, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> but Coach uh, Hurst, not listening. yeah, this game. I'm sure he's listening. Okay, last one we got, uh, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Saints. Mason, who do you like in that one? I always say it's hard to beat someone three times. I think it's going to be the Bucks. Yeah, um, they have, they have to keep Brady clean, though. I think they had to protect him, but that offense is rolling. I don't think. They, uh, I think if they can score points, I don't think the Saints will keep up. How about you, Griff? Yeah. Well, Mason hit the nail on the head. Like, if you protect Tom Brady, that's a hard, hard offense to stop. So I'm, I'm taking the Bucks. Uh, I, they could be the playoff dark horse. I don't think. Yeah. I think certain people expected them to do well, but other people were like, Tom Brady, this is over. Dynasty, yeah. Patriots over. Tom Brady's career over. Hey, he's looking good, man. So I don't know. I'm taking bucks. He is looking good, and you know what? Like, I don't want to talk bad about the about the Saints because I like the Saints, and the Saints are good. But like, they have playoff issues in the past, yeah. right? Like, they for some reason they struggle in the playoffs a little bit. So if they struggle and Brady comes out hot, like you're saying, yeah, it could be a long day. Well, that that's that's great, guys. Thanks for that. Now, you know, Griff, you've been you've been a receiver your whole life. You know, this show was dedicated to the Canadian quarterback, but I'm going to give you your time here to talk about your favorite receiver of all time and why. Oh, man. Okay. Um, my favorite receiver has a few names. Um, okay. Some call him Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> some know him by uh, Chad Johnson. Uh-huh. But that's that's my favorite receiver of all time. I actually um, just did in remembering this um, – a team I had played for, the Crescent Grizzlies, yeah. they were orange and black. And the right. first ever jersey I got was number 85. No way. And yeah, because <laughs> uh, like you said, I was always a receiver. So right. uh, I seen this guy on somewhere, you know, maybe in a paper, probably a newspaper at that point. I remember cutting <laughs> out clippings of Chad Johnson. And then that was actually also the same offseason that Tom Brady and Randy Moss linked up um, okay. in 2007. Right. When I had clipped out him and Randy Moss their first day of training camp. That was my first offseason being a football fan. So okay. Chad Johnson from that moment um, until till now, he's not in the league anymore. But he's he's one of those guys. I think that if you actually look at him, mm-hmm. stature wise, he's pretty small. Yeah, he's not a huge guy. He's not a Julio Jones or a Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really like about that is he's kind of found a way to be successful given the abilities that he's been given. You know, he's uh, he's made a career or he made a career out of uh, separation. And that's something that separating from the defensive backs, especially very high levels of football with good athletes, is, is imperative. Um, you can't play receiver if you can't do that. And he was like the master of that. Beautiful footwork, um, very, very fluid mover, and very competitive. I loved his competitive flair in that even though he was a smaller guy, and I think he was only about 165, 170, I think mm-hmm. he said when he was playing. Right. Um, but he just had tenacity. Um, he had that just like like a Steve Smith uh, or a Des Bryant, there was just they were coming to compete every single play, no questions asked, and you knew what you were going to get with them. And I for forever will respect that about uh, Ocho Cinco, whatever you want to call him, Chad Johnson. That's my goal. Okay, I like I like that. You know, you're totally right in terms of his energy and just the you know I, we've all seen the the pregame clips where he's talking to the, the team, he's trash talking like that stuff. That's gold. Some of that, it, some of that footage, right? Like. 
So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I can respect the Chad Johnson. And How about you, Mason, in terms of your favorite quarterback of all time and why? This is going to be a, a shocker one to most. But, uh, okay. I've covered my love for Mac Jones this year. I Ooh. think uh, he's just uh, – I think me and him – I think the reason why I like him so much is because he reminds me, like, I, I look at myself the same way he does. Like, yep. I love his story. I love his accuracy, his timing. He doesn't the biggest arm, but he, he, he can rip that thing. And uh, I just loved watching him this year run that offense. And I was I was dialed in every game just watching him. I like, it. I like his mechanics, like his fork. And he's a, he's a high-energy guy, too, so I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. I remember seeing him yeah, years cool. ago in the Nike Elite 11, and I really liked just his personality. He seemed like just a good kid. And you're right, when you yeah. watch him, he's so efficient. You know, uh, he, he plays for Alabama, so I think that's a, a, a little bit of a factor. But I, I do think I do think that yeah. he will transition to the NFL and be a good quarterback in the NFL. So uh, I really like that choice. That, that's a that's a good pick, Mason. Okay, guys. Well, unfortunately, we're at we're at the end of the show, but uh, I want to really thank you guys for being on and talking ball with me. It's been an awesome experience. Uh, just to get to know you, Mason, and Griff, to reconnect with you as always. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but success, you know, in your training and, and looking forward to the 2021 season. I hope we can all play. Uh, yeah. So, you know, just keep grinding, boys. Keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, again, thank you for being on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks, no problem. You guys take care.